0: Hello, and welcome back to Freaky Fandoms. Hello! We, we are your hosts, Deborah and Andrew. Yes. So, uh, yeah, no, it's been for all ever.
1: Weeks, yes. Um, yeah. Um
0: True. So, we kind of came up with this idea where instead of focusing on one subject this week, we would kind of do a huge recap on what's been going on, Um, kind of like a clear the air episode, because there's been a lot going on recently. We've been out of of action, and we feel like instead of just letting our Patreons know, we should let everyone know what's going on. So this is going to be something where we talk about why we've been gone for so long, what's been happening, and Then have a little bit of fun and talk about some of the fun stuff we've been doing.
1: Yeah, well, we've we've got some great news and updates. Uh, We've got some really interesting stuff that we're working on. Uh, A lot of you listening know about um, projects that we're doing. uh, And just the fact that this year has been really difficult. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we had a really great show scheduled with a special guest who wasn't able to make it. Which was kind of disheartening, but yeah. again, you know, this is that time of the year. No, um, to no not...
0: grudges held against her. We're absolutely in love and enamored by her. Yeah, and she's more than welcome to join us anytime. It's just uh, there was like some conflicts, so we apologize to her and to our fans. Yeah, everyone
1: um, expecting the episode, everyone looking forward to it. We yeah. do apologize. But again, because of scheduling and projects and production and what we all had going on at the time. And especially press being a conflicting issue since there was the new release movie coming out. Yeah. And the press junket period. And then the move from the States to Canada and all the other stuff. Uh, it is what it is. But regardless, we have a great... A uh, number of things to talk about today.
0: Um, speaking of production, um, that is actually one of the reasons why we have been so quiet as for as long as we have been. Um, for those of you who don't know, Andrew is actually producing a documentary right now. Well, with...
1: actually, if I can interrupt you, I'd like yeah. to save that for the end of the show. Okay. So everyone listening, we're going to save that for later. But let's talk about some other stuff that we've been up to lately. So what's been going on in your world, Deborah, so, on the entertainment front? And well, things this is like an
0: entertainment, but another reason why we've been quiet is I was working really hard to figure out what was gonna happen with my personal career. Um so I've been really stressed out about that, but mm-hmm. it's gotten settled. Everything looks a lot better and I'm working and it's it's great. Um Entertainment-wise, I've just been trying to focus on, you know, Halloween. It's October. So I've been trying to focus on all that again. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Keeping in contact – well, keeping track of American McGee, I should say. Yeah. Um, But just doing that and supporting you and what you're doing. Yeah. Um, Also, I'm sure everyone can see from – Uh, our profile pictures and everything that you see on, like, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatnot, that we have a new look. Um, Mm -hmm. So there was some drama and with our previous co-host, and because of that, we decided that it was way past time to rebrand.
1: Yeah, because we've been looking at honestly doing this since... 2018? We've
0: been looking at it for 2017, 2018. It's been a handful of years.
1: Yeah, we, we've been wanting to update our logo and give all of you listening to us a new look for Freaky Fandoms for Deborah and I that you can associate with us. That is a logo that we really enjoy that we believe is... You know, a high quality, representative, uh, I guess if that's a word, <laughs> image of our brand. But really, we, we had been wanting to um, present you with a new image for us for a while. And that had stalled for a long time until we finally pulled the trigger on it this year uh, for a number of factors.
0: Yeah, and what you're and seeing, sadly,
1: some of them were negative,
0: yeah, and what you're seeing right now is what we're keeping as our logo for a while um at the same time, um the artist who did it is a good friend of ours named David. And he, Dave. Yeah, all <laughs> and, all
1: all respect and props to Dave. He's an amazing for putting guy. together our amazing new logo, he which did. we couldn't love anymore. Dave,
0: yeah. you did amazing on this. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. we do anticipate working on him uh doing like a graphics thing for us for when we decide to start doing cons, which that might not be for a while, but Well yeah,
1: considering what's going on, that might be a little ways. Yeah. And that was something that we were going to be doing this year too, was convention coverage and sadly things like Monster Palooza and Son of Monster and But we're uh, really
0: happy that Texas
1: Frightmare. We're had really to be happy
0: that we have Dave. We are. Working with us to bring Freaky Fandoms to you guys. So I just want to go ahead and give him a quick early shout out.
1: Yes, so huge, huge props to Dave for the great new look of Freaky Fandoms that is, as of right now, our permanent logo. But again, we will be looking at really cool new imagery for things like t shirts, stickers, patches, buttons, banners. And other stuff that we'll be uh, making available. Yeah. So everyone listening in, look forward to that. But that was a huge movement forward for us, which was great. It it,
0: it was kind of, I feel, necessary. Because there were um, some things that were going on from people in situations in the past. Mm -hmm. um, That we had tried to just... Clean up and just settle in our own way, and just move forward. And it, it kind of got to an ugly point where we were still um just trying to move on. And you know, it's like it, it's time for us to like just rebrand. So that's kind of yeah. where all this comes from.
1: Yeah, there, there, there was a lot of difficulty that we were trying to move past from. Uh, some instances uh, where um, we were definitely subjected to some stuff that uh, we wouldn't uh, consider to be. You know. And
0: it's one thing to attack us. It's another to attack innocent people and friends and yeah. sponsors and collaborates. Like you just don't. Don't be mean to people. People like just. Just be kind. Yeah. I know it's easier said than done, but just be a decent human being and learn to how to learn to have kind, respectful conversations and debates. That's all I'm gonna say on the matter,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, just like we uh, mentioned uh, publicly, uh, like we had talked about,
0: and... we don't condone bullying or harassment,
1: yeah, yeah. period, yeah, whatsoever. Um so, All that aside, uh, we have had a decent 60 days of Halloween so far.
0: Yes. um, So we've been kind of, we've slacked a couple days. Yeah. But at the same time, I know it's not like scary or spooky or anything. um, I just got to throw this out there. So there's a Netflix original series called Worst Witch, which (laughs) it's.
1: Oh, is that based on The Craft? Fuck you. The remake coming from Blumhouse? No.
0: (laughs) So, Worst Witch, yeah, it's an 80s movie (laughs) that I absolutely adore, but it's also a series of books. And, And they've been doing it on Netflix for three seasons. Well, season four came out October 1st. I finished it. The same day it started. I
1: would like to uh, say if I could really so fast. So I Cheers just wanted to be and like yeah. all the respect to you, Diana Rig who we lost Diana Rigg. in the last couple of months.
0: That was fucking hard.
1: Yeah, yeah, That's, it, uh, it was
0: really tough. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know a lot of people were like Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. And I'm sitting here I'm and like
1: Avengers, you know, and
0: no, it's. She was well, the,
1: the old British.
0: Well, she was Muppet Caper, yeah, she, she was. was Worst Witch, and she yeah. was Evil Under the Sun. Right. Like, that's those are the cores for me, and it was just really hard losing her.
1: Yeah. But, you know, uh, her work is always going to be around. Uh, we're always going to be able to reflect back on the old Worst Witch. Yeah. And have her be one of our favorite characters you in know, that what's... film.
0: Going back to that, it's so funny that I'm in love with this fucking show. Because I was such a diehard for the movie. And this is completely, totally different. But it's actually a nice, heartwarming show. And season four has a lot of changes to it. But it just works and it feels good. There are parts that really pull out your heart. And it's like I said, it's not scary or freaky or obscure, which is shit I like, but it's just a really good show to watch.
1: Was and it, then- um, I was gonna ask you, was it tough for you being a Worst Witch fan as you became an adult from? Loving it when you were a kid?
0: Kind of, because... Because growing up isn't easy? Fuck you. Well, it had a lot of nostalgia to it, and then there was the Harry Potter crowd, which I'm still a part of, but Harry hmm. Potter is heavily influenced by Worst Witch.
1: Oh, incredibly. That uh. and Troll. <laughs>
0: um, but no. Is it
1: Summertime Blues? Yeah, uh, it's summertime. Feruza sings and the craft. You're an
0: asshole. (laughs) But anyway, so that's kind of been um, what I've been doing. I've been working. I've been focusing on not redirecting my career, but my so my job went away, and I had to wait to find out if I still had a job within my company. And thankfully I got relocated. It, it, it was just well, you're, an arduous. Arguable... Well, you're not alone.
1: You're very lucky considering was, what's going on in the world right now. Yeah,
0: it was an arduous task, but I've been mainly primarily focused on that and then when I'm not doing that, I'm helping Andrew with his stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm watching Worst Witch and Ratchet, which was actually interesting. Ratchet. Yeah, um
1: Oh god. <laughs> Talk about that shit. That's yeah. been your obsession for. I watched
0: a week. it once.
1: <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, that's like twenty hours of a show. Okay,
0: so all right, so I watched season four of *Worst Witch* in one night, and it's not a thing. But me watching the entirety of *Ratchet* in one night's a thing. Granted, Ratchet's an hour an episode. It's one thing
1: to be talking about Worst Witch, like a beloved property for Halloween and Autumn people, but then this fucking thing (laughs) that I can't even (laughs) like in in concise, you know, ways describe from the showrunner of American Horror Story. Yeah. Like basically doing a fanfic riff on One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? So it's it's it's
0: supposed to be be Nurse Nurse Ratched's backstory.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Um, I don't know fucking how. Um, it's just totally different. She doesn't feel like the same character. Mm -hmm. Um, which is why we say fanfic, but I enjoy it. I do. Um, I I finished the whole thing. And yeah, it's got the like edge lord in your face. I'm trying too hard, but at the same time, like it's not as American Horror Story is shit. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. This That's is pretty
1: goddamn bad, especially when you got me <laughs> to try and give it a shot I'm when we were sorry. living on opposite sides of the world. I'm
0: sorry. And I, you like to... you I like
1: watching fucking circus. To mistake
0: <laughs> i liked murder house i liked i loved asylum and coven was fine so i'm like oh this is gonna be good and it wasn't and then it just kept getting bad
1: what was that season called big top Free show Free show okay <laughs> yeah big i don't know so
0: to everyone big who's gonna fucking bad. hate us i did Whatever. like american horror story i still get enjoyment out of the first three seasons <sighs> Um, but American horror story sucks. Just so, just saying. So talk and about then this,
1: Ratchet's good. Talk about this Ratchet thing because it, I've seen It's uh, just a try
0: hard piece of 15 shit. 15
1: minutes of it maybe. It's
0: just okay. a try hard piece of shit show, but it's fun. Like you're invested in the characters because you know there is actual character uh character development, uh sure. no growth, but development. Okay. And I don't know. It was just it had more charm. It didn't seem that instead of like trying to be like, oh, it's going to be all blood and gore and she's crazy, blah, 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 that they really try to focus on more important things. Hmm. So it wasn't completely bloody or trying to be disturbing. It was just like, here's the story. Yeah. And I enjoyed it.
1: Well, I mean, it seemed like it had. The only thing
0: that got me was how the fuck is she gay? (laughs)
1: <laughs> but If you want to go into that discussion, please do. I'm
0: not going to get into that discussion. It's like, how the fuck is she gay? But at the same time, I'm totally all right with it. Especially since she's with, oh, God damn, I'm blanking on her name. And I fucking love her from Amadeus.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. A uh, Catherine
0: uh, something.
1: Yeah, Redhead. Yeah. Uh, who is the, in Sex
0: and the City. Yeah. yeah I she, fucking love her. She gets brought in by
1: Salieri to look after Mozart at the very end.
0: When I realized it was her, I'm like, yes! I was so happy. So happy.
1: Well, the the thing about um, that is that it's very strange because I don't know anyone who wanted a backstory to anything regarding One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. But
0: it works. Like, yeah. it was actually an enjoyable show. I liked it. Um The cliffhanger is a bit stupid. Like, I think they could have left it at one season, but they're doing this whole thing, and I just don't know how it's gonna work mm. past one season, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. Well, for me... If I were to want anything to precede the, I don't know. I guess iconic story, one floor of the cuckoo's nest, or the the classic film, however you want to uh, describe it. Um, I wouldn't say I want a background of Nurse Fucking Ratchet.
0: <laughs> you want a Jack Nicholson backstory? No,
1: God no. I don't want a backstory. Oh, of that one dude, the
0: one fucking great dude.
1: The one great dude, the, the, Brad Dorff. <laughs> are you are you talking about <gasps> that Billy? That would
0: actually be a good episode, like a good show. Is the backstory on the backstory every,
1: of Billy Bivit?
0: A backstory on every single fucking patient that was there. See,
1: that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, Ooh, that's Not, a
0: good idea.
1: Yeah, I I would like a book or something for the backstory of Christopher Lloyd. Oh
0: oh, his character so
1: for the backstory of fucking I never saw Venice, Mr. Martini? <gasps> Mr. Martini's amazing <laughs> but yes fucking again talking about Amadeus um oh God I'm blanking on his name and he's one Vincent of the greatest Schiavelli. it is Vinny Schiavelli that's right because Jesus Christ <laughs> he is one of the greatest film presences of all time in history ever. Yeah. Buggy Ding Dong.
0: (laughs) Alright, so Vincent Schiavelli Mm. is. And also
1: Michael Berryman, of course.
0: Vincent Schiavelli is a beloved household name in this house. We
1: have his head.
0: We do have his head.
1: On a stick.
0: (laughs) It's not on a stick.
1: That's because the stick got cut in half. (laughs) Fucking Jaeger. Son but, of a bitch.
0: Yeah, we, we, do, we do have...
1: <laughs> all, all love to Kevin J. Edgar. We do <laughs>
0: have a, a actual molded mask, mm. cask of Vincent Schiavelli's head that was yeah. used in yeah. Tales from the Crypt.
1: Yeah, so any, anybody who's seen the episode of Tales from the Crypt, Morning Mess, uh, there's a moment in the episode where Steven Weber winds up in a coffin with uh Vinny Schiavelli's dismembered body. <laughs> and we happen to have his the head. head. We happen to have the head mold. Uh prosthetic. Uh, Which we
0: never tell anyone about. And we're just, shit. Yeah, yeah, we're it's, like we're done at this point. It's
1: it's it's one of our prized uh It's our baby. <laughs> yeah. True. Very true. Um but you know it's it's so odd to me that properties like One floor of the cuckoo's nest are on the table for remakes, prequels, and reimaginations.
0: Well, it it, it just—it's so weird because who—who wanted that? Just like like what community? Yeah, just like is
1: embracing that right now. Just like so strange.
0: Who wanted? Nightbreed to the point that they're going to be making a fucking show of Nightbreed. <laughs> no kidding. This was written, this was announced this week that they're yeah, making yeah. a show of Nightbreed.
1: Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe if it's like uh, UHF style, <laughs> Stanley Spadowski's Clubhouse, but Peliquin is like
0: that. Sounds like bullshit. <laughs>
1: In the dog costume is what I was referring to. (laughs) Like, you know. It's a bone! Boone is doing the uh, Uncle Uh, Nutsy thing. And fucking, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what a Nightbreed show is going to add to Midian. Or, you know.
0: We'll see. we'll We'll see what happens. We'll
1: see. We'll see. But, um... Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting month. Uh, I haven't particularly had any obsessions other than uh, Bean Game for about three weeks. Oh, fuck Bean and Game. And then I realized I needed it to be removed from my life. Um, for those
0: of you who don't know, Bean Game is Fall Guys, which everyone in the world was just like cranking it out for. Mm. But it seems to have lost its splendor and. It's mostly because the community is shit and people are terrible at playing the game.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
0: it's so infuriating.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a dog-ass game. So we've gone back to playing... But we
0: were playing it for like a solid five weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, we're back to playing fighting games. We're back to playing uh, a handful of others of our favorites.
0: Bayonetta just got put on PlayStation 4 for, and it's like usually on Nintendo.
1: How is it?
0: Um, so I haven't gone that far, um, but it looks (laughs) better than when you played it. Um.
1: I don't know why your graphics seem, they're upgraded.
0: I think it might be an HD thing. HD thing that, um, they did. I don't know. Because I remember when you were playing it on Switch on the projector, it looked fine. Yeah. But, like, I actually got to see her ass crack and her cleavage and her, like, ugh.
1: Oh, wait, like <laughs> when the pants got split by the angels and you're like, e
0: And I'm like not even into the game at all, but I'm just like fucking happy that <laughs> now I get to play Bayonetta and get trophies.
1: Yes, you do. You do. How many have you gotten so far?
0: I haven't played the game for more than 10 minutes, so I have one trophy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's gonna happen it's
0: gonna happen I'm gonna fucking trophy hunt this game because I always mm-hmm. fucking do I'm like I start a game I'm like okay so I'm just gonna play this to enjoy it and either within ten minutes or within like two days yeah. it's like anywhere between ten minutes and two days I'm yeah. like okay I'm gonna platinum this shit <laughs> <laughs> and yeah like I, I've been in it for ten minutes and I'm like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna rip this game's ass open
1: yeah, 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 and then you're gonna platinum bayonetta, and you know, <laughs> there you go, you're you're gonna you're gonna do it. Uh, I I got the feeling bayonetta as soon as you always started,
0: been a weird obsession for me, just because of how stupid it is. It well, is... it's
1: dumb as fuck, but it's also very subcultural. Yeah, it's know?
0: hypersexualized. It's got a great story. It looks mm-hmm. great, and it's funny, and it's always been an obsession for me. And I've had many friends play it and I've watched you play it
1: but yeah, I had a great time beating it but
0: I, I and I I've tried to play it on the Wii yeah. and on the switch and I just could not get into it. But the little bit of time that I've had on the PS4, it's like okay, I can actually do this.
1: I was going to ask you how do the control mechanics feel on so PlayStation. So much better. Better than the AB.
0: Yeah, no, it just XY. it just feels so much better.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I figured, and it's it's been it's been a very odd history for Bayonetta, um, being a Nintendo property. Yeah. Uh, considering especially that you know we grew up with Nintendo being extremely like. What? Closed collar, very uh Well that pious. was
0: the thing. When Bayo came out, it was this is insane because it's a Nintendo game that's rated M, it's hyper sex, and it's just everything that Nintendo isn't like hyper violent, hyper sexualized,
1: well not anymore. um
0: religious no. and it, it it really pushed the envelope for that company.
1: Took on, like, every taboo.
0: Yeah, and it's just it's just great. <laughs>
1: you know, I wonder if that's because Nintendo's hold on gaming was failing so significantly. That they needed
0: to do something drastic. Yeah, because yeah.
1: In, in the greater scheme of Cause things... Because it came out
0: during the Wii times.
1: Yeah, and who gives a flying fuck about the Wii and the Wii U? And I'm Sorry, honestly, it, was the, it was the Wii U. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even... To a degree, people who are...
0: I liked the medieval Wii game and the uh, the Wii tennis game, but that's about it. The, you know, the I,
1: medieval game was fun. I, I liked Virtual Boy and Virtual <laughs> Boy games. I know what it's like to enjoy bad shit. I
0: like the 32X. But, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what I'm saying is, we, we've been around and we've been playing video games for long enough that we know bad consoles when we see them. And we look in hindsight and we're like, yeah, the Atari Jaguar was a fucking mistake.
0: But in the same vein, we also know it's like, this is a good game, but sure. the controls suck because it's on the wrong platform.
1: Yeah, yeah. But but what I'm saying is that Bayonetta came out for Nintendo when sales were down. Yeah. And PlayStation and Xbox kind of ruled the gaming... Uh, industry, for the most part.
0: Yeah, whereas here's this Nintendo game that's produced by Sega.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, honestly, the, the marriage of Sonic and Mario has always been, like, the <laughs> craziest thing for our Leo. generation. That
0: is so disturbing.
1: That's really gross. <laughs> that's That is terrible to think of, like, Mario holding Sonic's hand <laughs> in the fucking... Hospital and Eggman is the OBGYN. And what pops and out his And then is Baio. Baio comes out.
0: I love it.
1: That, that is terrible <laughs> to conceive. And the fact that we've come up with this, you know, anyone listening who wants to write this fanfic, <laughs> just or try just, not to make or it too erotic. Or
0: just draw the, like, the Tumblr three panel comic.
1: It's hard to breathe while thinking about how bad that is, but but regardless, regardless, uh, Nintendo is on the other side of failure because the Switch is easily one of the greatest consoles they have ever released. I don't know the Switch is
0: great.
1: It is. I mean, it's, it's got is... Breath
0: of the Wild. It's got Sneaky <laughs> Game. It's got Breath of
1: the Wild.
0: Yeah, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild
1: fuck off
0: it's got snakey game
1: yes yeah, Snaky game is far better than breath of the wild <laughs> Ooh, big wow <laughs>
0: we don't care about breath of the wild but we know mm. a lot of people do so i'm not gonna yeah. disrespect it yeah.
1: well it is what it is, it is it's, it it's
0: is. got an homage to robin williams in it i'm not gonna fucking disrespect yeah, that no, game
1: yeah. no no there there's there's no reason to there's there's plenty to love Uh, about the Switch, Um, I mean, you know, it's amazing that so many classic games have been ported to it. I mean, really, it's the only way I've ever been able to play...
0: Like Splatterhouse? And
1: beat Splatterhouse. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, You know, so many classic uh, games that I grew up with, uh, even like the Neo Geo fighting games, um, Art of Fighting... And uh, so many others. Uh, what
0: is that one game that we played where it's kind of like Golden Axe, but it's not Golden Axe? Yeah!
1: Oh my god, it's so good. What is it? And I can think of it right off the top of my head. And it's the half top down. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so good. And it's... Uh, like Gates of Fire or something, something like that. Something
0: stupid, and, and it's, it's amazing. amazing.
1: It's it's so incredibly good. But the thing is, is like with the Switch, you have kind of three different layers of games that come out for it. There's new games that are either prestige or you know B-run cheaper games, newly developed ones that are uh. Either trying to push the boundaries of, you know, modern gaming or recapture the magic of nostalgic uh, 8-bit and 16-bit gaming. Or you have the new ports of classic games that we fucking grew up loving from, you know, the 90s era or the 80s era or whatever. Or Or you have just straight fucking shit shovelware.
0: Oh, I was going to say, or you have straight porn, because... That's what they're... I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. The fucking dog-ass uh, garbage that gets put out. So, um, let's
0: kind of pick a topic, because we've been just Yeah, like, we've
1: been going on recapping. Let's talk about... We've been
0: recapping. We've been telling everyone what's been going on.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, talking about Bayo. Talking about Bayo. Nintendo for 10 minutes.
0: Um. So obviously we've been doing sixty days of Halloween. Yes, we have, and we've been kind of we're, slack we're halfway in. in. Yeah,
1: but yeah, you know, we we have been a little bit.
0: Um, but we do have a special kind of series on the way. Yes, um, that we've been working on. So the ones that we have watched that are going to be part of that series, we're not going to talk about. Um, so what else have we watched?
1: <laughs> you want to talk about some of our? Uh, we
0: watched Disney's Halloween Treat like four, four times. Four times
1: we did. Disney's, Disney's Halloween, Halloween Treat. Treat. It's so, so good. Halloween
0: Treat just shows you clips of Disney movies that have the villains in them, or the most memorable villain part, or Night on Bald Mountain, or there's a spooky. Mickey musical episode and it's just it's just fun. It's just a clip show. You can find it on Netflix, not Netflix, on a uh, YouTube, oh. and it's like an hour and a half long, but it's just like really wholesome. It's really fun, and like I said, it just has all your favorite Disney vil- classic Disney villains.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing past Little yeah. Mermaid.
0: There's not even Little Mermaid in it.
1: Because this came out in, what, 90? Like, well, the
0: thing is, is like, Little Mermaid came out in 89 I not don't, I don't know when this came Well, Little Mermaid came out in 89. I don't know when this came out, but I didn't see anything Little Mermaid. It was yeah. like Lady and the Tramps, Sleeping right. Beauty, Captain Hook, Ball uh, Mountain, uh, Winnie the Pooh, like Lump bit. Mm-hmm. It was just... It's a lot of fun, but I think it's a little bit older, like mid to late 80s, but maybe before
1: Black Cauldron. Because nobody wants to invite well, Black definitely. Cauldron to the party.
0: <laughs> Fuck you. You're right. You know what? We're doing a Black Cauldron episode one day because we that is like the best Disney movie. I already said it. Yeah. And we're doing a Michael Eisner episode. Oh, it's God. gonna fucking happen. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that fucking failure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, alright, let's 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 say success slash failure. But when we do the Black Cauldron episode, I'm just going to let everyone know that I 100% will be ruffling papers
0: <laughs> through my notebook
1: to pronounce the character's names. Her
0: name's Renonwe. Yeah, it's that's easy.
1: That's uh, that people just click to that <laughs> right away.
0: Renonwe.
1: Yeah, Ilyan Runway, little. That's a that's an amazing name to put on your a hero's name is
0: Taran.
1: You know, some, I
0: fucking love the Black Cauldron. People like Tolkien shit. How can they not pronounce Black Cauldron shit? <laughs> Seriously, come on. I
1: don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Black Cauldron should have been done by Bob Shay. Maybe <laughs> maybe that would have made it work ladies and gentlemen split it split it into three fucking movies so we can finally nail down the goddamn names
0: ladies and gentlemen andrew made me spit take
1: (laughs) (laughs) for the second time today yeah (laughs) Uh, wonderful but um other other than uh disney's halloween treat do you uh, want to talk
0: about some hot takes real fast Sure. What's your fucking yeah. hot take on the new craft trailer? Oh, Jesus
1: Christ. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. I really don't.
0: Alright, so what's your hot take on the new witches trailer? Oh, you don't have one because I... Re- I
1: refused to watch it.
0: <laughs> and I told you you were forbidden because it looks like trash. Yes. There we said it. No more conversation needed.
1: Yeah, enough of that. So let's talk about the Halloween TV special... Done by the guys who ran the puppetry for Alf.
0: Are you talking about? Oh, um, the
1: Wickedest Witch. The
0: Wickedest Witch. There was the other one too, though.
1: With what's her name from fucking? Uh, yeah, the Wickedest
0: Witch had Blanche from Golden Girls in it, right. and it was absolutely fantastic. And then they did another one that we watched.
1: And I'm totally the October Garden. No, that was the one where October the guy, Garden
0: was great. I don't remember what it was, it but was, anyway, was. the Wickedest yeah. Witch was.
1: It was fun. It, it was really fun. Stupid, yeah,
0: but it was fun. It kind of, really, I don't know, it get, it kind of gave me vibes of Scrooge mm. sometimes.
1: It gave me a lot of Jim vibes. Yeah, you know? it
0: was really Jim Hensony, and it had this really simple story, but it was really wholesome. And Blanche yeah. is in it, and I mean, she's the best. <laughs> She used to be the best. It's fucking B Arthur now, but
1: yeah, yep. One more, one more cheers, friend. Uh... (laughs) Just
0: one more round, friend. Then we're done, friend. (laughs) Yes, I'm doing the Star Wars Christmas special (laughs) because it's fucking B Arthur.
1: Eat it. So, we we have a couple of standouts for. October, uh, and 60 Days of Halloween, uh, which we started on September 1st, uh, as always. Which
0: we've done every year for the past decade.
1: Yeah. Look it
0: up, um.
1: (laughs) Shudder. Look it up, Shudder. It's been a decade. The the thing is about 60 Days of Halloween is it's 60 days that lead up to Halloween Day. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Halloween. Halloween is not a day of Halloween. It's not
0: 61 days of Halloween. That's fucking bullshit. And it it's, sounds
1: like shit when you like say that. It.
0: It's like the 12 days of Christmas or the 24 days of Christmas. You don't include the fucking actual holiday. <laughs> like, it's 60 days of Halloween because uh, Halloween Day is fucking Halloween Day. Yeah. Like,. Yeah. Not getting into it.
1: There's there's a ton of things to discuss there. But off and on throughout this, you know, two-month period, we've enjoyed a couple of things. But oddly enough, we chose a random for September. And it really, really hit. Are you talking
0: about what I think you're talking
1: about? I am 100% talking about the most... Unconventional German New York <laughs> Canadian Stephen Dorff, fucking uh, Jeffrey oh Combs. God. Jeffrey Combs. Um. Oh God, what? What? He's he's one of my Udo Kier. <laughs> please, please discuss, and then we will wrap this up.
0: So. We were debating on what to watch, so we were on Amazon Prime, and we were scrolling, and I was like, "Hey, why don't we watch this movie? i've seen We've never seen it. I've only seen the poster for it growing up, and I thought the poster was fucking dumb. And Me too. we really could not figure out what to watch." So I put this on and Udo Kier popped up and then it, like we were just <laughs> like immediately Im- like immediately first thing he pops up and we're like done sucked in 100%. <laughs> um so we just so we finished fear.com.
1: Fear.com <laughs> is what we are ending this episode on. It was and I cannot so- sing its praises. Nearly enough. Okay,
0: so I grew it's up glorious. like being the the stupid poster, and I'm like, this is gonna be either too scary or too stupid.
1: I thought it looked like shit. I it was did. working at a Hollywood video when it came out, and I thought this looks like it is dumb as fuck.
0: See, I thought it was either gonna be stupid or it was gonna yeah. be super supernatural <laughs> and ghosty, which I can't do like. I, I can't do crazy ghost shit. I just Sometimes, can't. Sometimes yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And so so, so I right. thought
0: it was gonna be that, but we put this on and it was just absolutely genius.
1: Chef's kiss. Stupid. And like it's it, so good. It
0: makes me think of one of my favorite movies, Stay Alive.
1: Yeah. But it also yeah. makes
0: me think of like another movie I like, which is Hellraiser. Hellworld?
1: World? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one with Lance?
0: Yes! <laughs> oh!
1: Oh, that one's like, fucking gloriously like, bad. Like,
0: movies like that. And, <laughs> uh, no. House
1: on Haunted Hill remake. And There's 13 a Ghosts
0: remake. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that really mm-hmm. trashy 2000s horror movies. Oh, yeah. And it was a really niche thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Stephen Reeves in this fucking thing. <laughs> like, hot off of a half a decade earlier doing goddamn uh uh interview and yeah. um oh my god and then uh, uh, another you know good period of time before that doing fucking um uh, uh company of the uh company of wolves yeah. I, I believe regardless though regardless um i can't say enough good about fucking fear.com. Dot .com
0: Fear.com.com. Fear.com.com. <laughs> Alright, so it's a website <laughs> Jesus. that they have to go on that get, makes people die. Mm-hmm. But when they <laughs> Google it, they Google fear.com.com. Yeah. And that's what brings up the waves. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's not fear.com. It's fear.com. It's fear.com.com.
1: Like typed out F-E-A-R-D-O-T-C-O-M. And then com. the period.com, and it's just fucking amazing. And someone owns that URL now. So if you go to fear.com.com, you are cursed. You're cursed for life. And there's a we dancing are, skeleton. It
0: already happened to us. We already we're cursed.
1: We are cursed.
0: We're gonna die in seventy-three hours. Or is it forty-two?
1: It's you know it's or very, it's it's very fluid. Like it can <laughs> It can affect you in any number of ways where your eyes will bleed and then you'll see snails. Or, or
0: they will won- or, or, you, or you'll see the little girl or you won't.
1: Yeah, I know. And she has a bouncing ball and sometimes she doesn't. And other times it's a uh, uh, fucking nuclear missile silo. Other
0: times it's a dominatrix. Other times it's not.
1: <laughs> because, yes, that's. You know, that's how it works.
0: Oh, so. I just rescued this corpse out of the out of this <laughs> fucking toxic water and it's dead. It's been dead for like 8 years. It turns its head at me and I don't scream at all. It's that kind of ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I highly recommend anyone who likes trashy, stupid early 2000s horror movies to check it out. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stop the conversation about it. But again, it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun.
0: So yeah, we've been just doing that and watching Silver Bullet. I mean, that's like when we watch every single October. Um, there've been a handful of others, but we're, we're trying to get back into things and, Get the mess cleaned up. Just get back into doing what we do best.
1: Yeah. So to wrap up the conversation as we've kind of been doing a little bit of a recap and going all over the place. uh, We have planned a couple of episodes where we'll be talking about some of these movies that we've mentioned. And uh, comparing them to their original versions. Yep. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be posting those when they come.
0: And at the beginning of the episode, I said that we were working on something that took up all your time and is continuing to take up all of your time. So we're at the end of the episode. What's happening?
1: So everyone listening, check out "In Search of Darkness" Part Two. Anyone interested in possibly uh, getting a copy can follow us on Eighties Horror Doc. On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But it is the continuation of our first documentary, the four and a half hour long in search of darkness, the ultimate definitive retrospective of 80s horror. Um, But for, yeah, part two, we have some really cool new faces, some new movies that we are looking at. Some visceral uh, cuts. Yeah, yeah, um, it's really, really awesome. But this is not um, to be cute,
0: not to be confused with "In Search of Tomorrow," which we had previously advertised. Which yeah, is still the sci which is still being worked on and coming out next year. This came out of fucking nowhere and has been super <laughs> rushed and super busy. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, yeah, the the campaign for "In Search of Darkness" Part Two starts October sixth and goes through Halloween. So anyone who wants to buy one of the bundles that we are selling can jump in on that. And again, it's going to be a four and a half hour look at some of the best films that we can highlight from the 1980s horror genre.
0: I'm really excited for this one. It's going to be really good. There's one particular part that you worked your ass off yeah to make happen that just looks absolutely beautiful and i think is going to be the best bit of the documentary and is going to be a big deal for international horror fans yeah
1: so i'm really
0: excited for this one
1: yeah that was one of the um discussions about in search of darkness was that it very much focused on the united states releases and the big franchises, and the most popular films. For In Search of Darkness Part Two, I made every effort that I possibly could to get one of the most important filmmakers in genre history to talk about his, um, I guess, I don't know, uh... Most Magnum uh, Opus. Important important film. But yeah. the thing is, is that, you know, I'm a great fan of his work. So it's something that uh, here in a week we will actually uh, discuss and, and talk about further because yeah. all the news will be out there. Anyone who wants to look at the IMDB page can probably get an idea of what we're talking about. But um yeah, it's uh it's coming. And Search of Darkness 2 is available now, so
0: all well, available to, to order. order.
1: To order. So, other than that, uh, we have great stuff on the way. Everyone listening in, thank you so much for being patrons of Freaky Phantoms. Thank you for being listeners. Thank you Let's for do a being, couple more shout-outs.
0: Thank you for being patient and still being Patreons, even though we've been kind of quiet lately. Um, thank you for just believing in us and knowing that it's going to happen. Um, also, quick shout-outs. Again, Dave... You're absolutely amazing. You have the best hatchet-throwing shop in Spokane, <laughs> Washington. And you're a great graphic designer. Yes. And uh, shout-out to American McGee and Martin. As always. As always. They're still working on Alice Asylum. Just... I can't... I can't get over it. Like, it's just... It's got to happen. It needs to happen. It looks beautiful. And he's along. A long, trusted, and beloved friend. Yeah. And so I wanted this for him as a friend and as a fan.
1: Yes. And you should, too. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll see what happens with Oz. Oh, yeah.
0: He's working on Oz.
1: (laughs) Yeah. For the
0: third time. But... We had a conversation about this. Um, when I say we, I mean me, an American. And it's one that he really, 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 really desperately needs to do for himself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, look into Oz. Because what they're doing this time is just f- fucking genius. And I think this is really the time for Oz now. So look into his new Oz project mm-hmm. as well whenever you go on to Mysterious.com.
1: Absolutely. And then, my final words uh, in regards to um, 80s horror and In Search of Darkness and the 80s horror community. Um, on the 11th of October, we are going to be doing a watch party with Chet Czar. And, of course, yes, we always shout out the Dark Art Society, but Chet will be joining us for a watch party of... Cellar Dweller, which yes! is going to be amazing. So that's such
0: a good fucking movie.
1: It's it is a ton of fun, and it's one of the first films he ever worked on. Yeah. So talking to him about stories of working with John Carl Buechler and everything that was happening on set, and actually uh, developing the design of the Cellar Dweller monster troll creature. That erupts from the comic book. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a ton of fun.
0: Also, just side note here: if you're a quote-unquote spooky season person or love hocus pocus and don't know who Chet Zar is, you're a poser because <laughs> <laughs> just look it up.
1: <laughs> God damn! Well, on that note, I think we call it for now, and then we come back with. What, 13 Ghosts?
0: Ooh, don't ruin it, don't ruin it. We have a very special thing planned, which may not be special for you folks, but Mm. for us, it's a big deal.
1: Yeah. So, stay tuned, everyone, and we will see you very soon. And happy autumn season, and Halloween season, and everything.
0: Everyone, happy October.
1: Happy October.
0: We're Freaky Fandoms! Bye. Bye!